Blessed Sunday to all of you, dear friends. You are tuned in to OLMC Sunday Best. This is a sharing of the Bible study group from the parish of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Wan Chai, Hong Kong. Join us now in reflecting on this Sunday's liturgy for our life's nourishment. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. We pray, I will lead the prayer of the collect, our opening prayer. God of might, giver of every good gift, put into our hearts the love of your name, so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nurture in us what is good, and by your watchful care, keep safe what you have nurtured. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. As uh, <clears throat> the outline of our readings for this 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, so for our first reading, we are taking it from the book of Syrah, chapter 3. Uh, <clears throat> verses 17 to 18, 20, 28, and 29. And for the gospel reading, which links the theme, then we have from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 14, verse 1, and then 7 to 14. And the second reading is from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 12, Verses 18 to 19, 22 to 24a. So shall we start by listening to the first reading? A reading from the book of Sarah. My child, conduct your affairs with humility, and you will be loved more than a giver gifts. Humble yourself the more, the greater you are, and you will find more favor with God. What is too sublime for you? Seek not. Into things beyond your strength, search not. The mind of the sage appreciates proverbs, and an attentive ear is the joy of the wise. Water quenches a flaming fire, and arms atone for sins. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Shirley. And let's listen to our deacon, Alex, for a short commentary on that reading. Thank you. Um, first of all, the book of Sirach is in the form of um, a father giving advice to his son. Uh, well, actually, this is just a kind of um, uh, writing style. And... Um, Actually, it's a, it's a very, it's a collection of, of, of wisdom sayings at that time. Um, it is very meaningful in, in, indeed, uh, because um, it touched upon, I mean, today it touched upon um, the theme of uh, humility, yes. which, you know, Jesus uh, also encouraged us a lot. Um, we need to look at it uh, as a whole. Today, the reading is an excerpt, and therefore some uh, parts are missing. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, I, I will try to link them together. 
First of all, um, why should we humble ourselves? This is a very crucial question. Perhaps in ancient time, it's no problem to be humble. I mean, because the society is very uh, rigid and static, okay, those in the position of authority, they, you know, they don't have to be humble. I mean, because they have authority. And those uh, at the bottom, or rather say in the low position, they know their position and therefore they, should, they will be humble naturally. However, nowadays we are living in a competitive society. And so it is quite challenging when we read um, these uh, teaching about humility, to be humble. Come on, if you are humble nowadays, how can you survive <laughs> yes. the company, right? Really, very challenging. Yes. However, we, we should learn from this because, you know, people nowadays are very, they, they need to be competitive, they need to be ambitious, they need to be outspoken, try to, uh, you know, um, uh, win, you know, the situation. Mm-hmm. However, there is at least one advice which is always true and always good. What is that? And that is in the middle. I think it is in the um, the, the fifth line. And it says, mm-hmm. what is too sublime for you, seek not into things beyond your strength, search not. Nowadays, we many people are doing things beyond their strength. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they work themselves very hard in order to make more money, in order to secure a high position or whatever. So it is something, it is a good reminder to us all. What does it mean to be humble? It is for your own good. That is to say, do not over-scratch yourself. You know, or actually, let me assure you, we do not know. We do not know our own strengths. We do not know when to stop. Mm-hmm. This is our problem nowadays. Well, in ancient time, we don't have to, to, to um, scratch ourselves you know, beyond our knowledge, our strengths. Life is simple. Life is leisurely. But nowadays, we cannot afford to be so leisurely. We, we need to mm-hmm. you know, work extra, but stop. Do we really need to do so? Mm-hmm. So if we look at it in uh, from this perspective, so the teaching of Sirach is also relevant nowadays. That is to say, know yourself. This is the key point. Know yourself. Know your position. Know much how you can do, uh, how much you can do. Otherwise, you will fall. Sooner or later, all right? So this is a very good advice. There was nice. That's very nice, Deacon, because, you know, there's a very good introduction to the gospel reading, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and very realistic, right? Just uh, as you said, sometimes we overstress our, overstress our position. Yes. And then we push ourselves to the limit. We push ourselves too much. Yeah. That's why, that's why, one more thing to ask about wisdom, the last two lines 
And so last but one line, the last but one line, it says, mm-hmm. an attentive ear is the joy of the wise. Mm-hmm. We need knowledge. We need self-knowledge. We need wisdom. That is to say, when we should stop. Mm-hmm. All right? That this is wisdom. Mm-hmm. So, th- th- you know, some, some lines are already skipped. It's something an excerpt. So, I mean, if you read the whole passage, you will understand why it talks about suddenly. It talks about attentive ear, about wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's yes. telling us, okay, um, how, how should we be humble? Well, the more you know, the more, I mean, you become more humble. <laughs> because the more you know, the more you, you know that you do not know. <laughs> and that is why that is why the listening is very important, you know. I guess the listening, you know, the last line there, the joy of listening, that is also how you know what you do not know. And from there is the beginning of wisdom, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so thank you for that, Nikon. Now uh, is uh, Jennifer ready for the gospel reading? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. He told a parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing the places of honour at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at table in the place of honour. A more distinguished guest than you may have been invited by him. And the host of who invited both of you may approach you and say, give your place to this man. And then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. Rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place so that when the host comes to you, he may say, my friend, move up to a higher position. Then you will enjoy the steam of your companions at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Then he said to the host who invited him, When you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors, in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, as a major theme of the reading, we already uh, heard from Deacon, introduced by the first reading, the theme of humility. But let, let us try to do to go into the details. The first thing that I noticed, which is very interesting here, is Jesus was invited in the house of a Pharisee. Okay, chapter 14. Sometimes we have that, that the impression that Jesus never associated himself with the Pharisees because they seem to be enemies. But in the Gospel of Luke, that's one of the most interesting things. I think in chapter 7, you will find Jesus again in the house of Simon the Pharisee. Okay? And uh, another thing is you will find Jesus always eating in the Gospel of Luke. He loves banquets. He loves table fellowship. 
<clears throat> and uh, here in this, uh, you will also notice there is a jump from the from the uh, this verse, the introduction of verse one, chapter fourteen. We go immediately to uh, there is an episode uh, before the reading for today. But anyway, we continue with the lessons so in that house, in that table fellowship, in the house of the Pharisee. We hear Jesus giving two lessons. The first lesson is for those who are invited. Those who are invited, he says, should not seek to sit on the honored or preferred places. Because if they do that, they are in danger of being embarrassed. <laughs> okay? So it's a very, very practical lesson. Uh, know your place and as much as possible, uh, stay in that place and let people recognize you. Do not let you, uh, like put yourself always at the center, which is very difficult. As Deacon already said in his commentary, in this age where we have the Facebook presenting us always at the center, no? And then with this age of just staying on the like and uh, what is the other one? Uh, unlike people to like you and then to unlike you. You know, people really get into trauma and into uh, very deep stress because of that. That kind of uh, uh, kind of mentality of being recognized, being liked, uh, being put in the center. You know? So that's not only in the time of Jesus. There is a there is a very good uh, chance that this gospel is also speaking to us in our present day, in our present position. So let others decide, especially let God decide when to raise you up in honor, no, or uh, and and let Him. Like in the in the Magnificat of Mary, you know, we have he raised up the lowly, he puts down the uh, he puts down the mighty from their thrones. So that that is recurrent. That is one of the recurring themes in Saint Luke. So we hear it again here, and Jesus makes it very very practical in the table fellowship setting. And then there is the second lesson towards the end of the gospel. The lesson is now for the host. No, and he's he tells the host, the Pharisee, uh, when you invite people to a banquet, don't invite only the persons you like. Okay, invite also the more vulnerable ones, the ones who cannot repay you. So again, it's a change of mentality. Yeah, it's a change of mentality because uh, I I don't know who among us will really have. As first preference for our banquet, the people whom we do not know. <laughs> we offer a banquet to enjoy with our friends. No, this is why it's called table fellowship. But here, you you see the fulfillment of Jesus' mission when Jesus proclaimed his mission in chapter four, I think verses sixteen to thirty. Here in the same gospel, he said. Uh, the Spirit of God has anointed me no? to bring the good news to the poor, liberty to captives, 
sight to the blind no? and let the oppressed go free and the year of favor of the Lord be announced. So what he's saying here in this lesson is just the fulfillment of his, uh, you may call the vision mission of Jesus in life. Okay. And he's sharing this to us. He's sharing this to the Pharisee, to those who are in authority. Give a preferential place for those who are uh, the poor, for those who are the vulnerable in the society. Maybe, again, this is a call for conversion for us, right? I remember in our parish, La, the celebration of our parish feast day last year. I don't know if Deacon remembers. Father Law said this might be the best chance for the bishop to meet the poor of Hong Kong because we invited during our parish feast day celebration, the Chinese Mass especially, those persons whom we are visiting every Friday. The street cleaners, the, the street, the, those who sleep in the streets, the homeless. No? They were the first ones invited in our parish feast day. And that was a beautiful, if you may say, an example of this gospel. Because the, the Eucharistic feast no? is the banquet of the Lord. And in that banquet, we don't just remember those who are like us, maybe more especially, we have to remember those who are unlike us. Okay? And that, that changes our mentality. That makes really the kingdom of God more felt and more inclusive. Okay? Because that is what the Lord wants. <clears throat> that his kingdom will really be, uh, that his kingdom will be preached to all. Not only to those who are already righteous. That, that kingdom will shine out if there is really a change or a transformation in us. Uh, if you ask me, it will still be a long way for myself <laughs> for that to happen. But uh, I think the Lord is helping me to get in there with my ministry now in, uh, in OLMC, with the chances, the opportunities given me also to to be in touch no, with those who are in need. Uh, number one will be our Filipino, Filipino sisters who are... I, you know, I felt that also... Uh, I used to travel a lot in the past no, because of my work when I was in the general government of our congregation. And when I travel, I usually would like to be in silence. In silence. I don't want to be disturbed. I don't want to disturb others. And I notice a change now that when I was uh, in the line yesterday for the was this the custom the immigration, and I saw this uh, sister, uh, one of the Filipinas ahead of me in the line, I was the first one who struck the in the conversation with her, thinking that she is going to Hong Kong, but she's going to Dubai. Okay, <laughs> so that that was like something of a change in me. Okay, and I hope that will still that will still go deeper, and that I will be consistent also there. But uh, before we go to the 
to the personal uh, sharing. Deacon, would you like to add something here in the commentary before we go to the second yes. reading? Um, I would like to uh, look at the um, part in another perspective. Mm -hmm. um, we like to compare with each other. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you invite me to dinner, okay, I can estimate, for example, you spend uh, some $2,000 <laughs> to entertain me, okay? Mm -hmm. And therefore, I want to be better than you. So when I invite you back, I will put, I will, I will spread a banquet, $3,000 worth, <laughs> all right? And then after this, ah, Deacon, you, you, you want to win? No. I will invite you to another dinner of 4,000. <laughs> it will be something like that going long, you know, yes, some kind yes. of competition, mm -hmm. some kind of showing off, all right, a, a kind of show hand. So that's the reason why I think Jesus understands the Chinese mentality very well. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's he, universal. Okay. Yeah, he's pinpointing the Chinese way of doing things. You invite me, okay. I if I do not, you know, invite you back, it is impolite. You know, in, in, this is the Chinese way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Being polite. Mm -hmm. You invite me, okay. I will invite you back, and then you know, just go to and fro, to yeah. and fro. But each time you escalate. Now this is vanity, mm -hmm. not humility. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why. Jesus actually here gave us a warning. If you escalate, you know, like that, yeah, show off your wealth, you, you are investing, you're wasting your money where it should go. Yeah. It should go to the, to the needy, the poor, to the cripple. Okay? Of course, these people will not compete with you. Mm -hmm. They will not pay you back, but don't worry. Because when you do this to them, you are doing this to me. Mm. I will repay you. Yeah. And then you will never be able to win. <laughs> of course. <laughs> How can you yeah. win over Jesus? Yes. Yeah. The competition is finished. Yes. No more competition. Now, that would be a genuine banquet. Mm -hmm. It's not a banquet of, of, of you know, competition. Yes, of vanity. Who, of who is richer. Mm -mm -mm. So this is, I mean, I mean, at least this is how I understand how I interpret the, the passage because this is Chinese mentality. Okay. You read you are reading the gospel as a Chinese, I remember. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. That is good, Deacon, because that is part of you know inculturating the gospel. Really make it part of us, no? So how it speaks to you very personally. And I like that. I like what you said, that when uh, you follow the way that Jesus is suggesting here, then the competition is over and the vanity is cured <laughs> because you stop or you stop showing off, you know. Yes. So we're still there on the theme of, uh, of humility, how to, how to what, uh, extinguish our vanity and transform it into humility. Very nice. Now, I don't know, Janice is here. Uh, you can read for us maybe the second reading, which shows the beauty of where we are uh, heading towards. This is also one very beautiful reading for this Sunday. Yes, yeah, sure. 
A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, you have not approached that which could be touched, and a blazing fire and gloomy darkness, and a storm and a trumpet blast, and a voice speaking words such as those who heard beg that no message be further addressed to them. No, you have approached Mount Zion and the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, the countless angels in festal gathering, and the assembly of the firstborn enrolled in heaven, and God, the judge of all, and the spirits of the just made perfect, and Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and the sprinkled blood that speaks more eloquently than that of Abel. The word of the Lord. Thanks Let's be God. to God. Deacon? Yes. This actually um, is the continuation of last week, okay, of um, Hebrew chapter 12. Mm-hmm. In this part is approaching the end. It's a New Testament interpretation of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Here, the author of the letter talks about Mount Sinai, right? The Ten Commandments. I mean, where God gave the Ten Commandments to the um, Israelites. Okay, and then people should not approach it because it is terrifying. I mean, people will die. Only selected field can enter. Uh, only Moses can approach. Uh, this is something like this. It's unapproachable. God is a, a terrifying God mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. And then now it goes to, no, you have approached Mount Sion. So, so Mount Zion, on, on top of Mount Zion is the uh, city of Jerusalem, the city of peace. And then the author of Hebrew mapped this to Jesus Christ. Mapped this to Jesus Christ. So Jesus revealed to us an approachable God. The Old Testament portray a terrifying God who punished the sinners. Whereas in the New Testament, no, God embraced the sinners. God even died for the sinners. And that's the reason why he talks about sprinkled blood. The sprinkled blood of Jesus. Jesus was crucified on the cross and then he, he bleeds. Whereas of course, okay, and, and this is what he said more eloquently than that of Abel. Abel was killed by his brother Cain because Cain refused to be the keeper of his own brother. This is something we all of us should learn. We are, I mean, we human beings, okay, whether you're Chinese, you're Westerners, or whatever, you're, you're USA, no, no problem. Because we are all brothers, because we were created in the image of God. In other words, we should be keepers to each other. And because Cain refused, Cain was jealous, 
Cain was unhappy and therefore he killed his brother. He refused to be the keeper of his brother. He cannot. Well, because of sin, most of us are like Cain. We try to protect ourselves. We try to be assertive. We try to be outspoken. We try to, uh, we, we see each other as rivals. And we forget about humility. So it is very, very meaningful that uh, the author of this letter is drawing the parallel between the two, the contrast between the two, okay, Mount Sinai and Mount Sion. Mm-hmm. And then talking about Cain and Abel and then bringing Jesus Christ to us. So in Jesus Christ, we should learn from him to be humble, to be peaceful, in order to be the ambassador of reconciliation, bringing, reconciling sinners to God. So both of us, I mean, God and sinners reconcile, just like what Christmas Carol saying. Yes. It is very meaningful. So mm-hmm. humility is a crucial point because in front of God, how can not be humble? But most of us likes to play God. Okay, we, we want to be God ourselves, and then we impose our ideas, our opinions on the others, and that's really horrible. Yeah, that's all I would like to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Deacon. Yes, it's. Uh, I, I think by now you noticed, know, the second reading uh, in the past weeks, and uh, including this Sunday, is really a continuous reading of Hebrews. So Hebrews is uh, like a reinterpretation of the Old Testament tradition. And it comes to the height now, as Deacon was saying, there's the, the reinterpretation of the meeting between God and man. The Old Testament God, the idea of a judgmental God. No? And the, the God of Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, who helps us to be reconciled to God, to our Father, and then to each other. That's very beautiful. So uh, with that, I don't know, uh, we come to the sharing of our what personal reflections, what, uh, you know, the theme comes uh, very strongly and very clearly. It's humility, you know? uh, avoiding rivalry, competition, showing off vanity. But I don't know, in, in personal life, uh, how does that play <laughs> into your life? Any reflections? Anybody who wants to start? Yes, sister. I actually have a question. Yes. Um, so uh, since, because most of my school life, I've always been in Catholic school and the passages that were shared today is actually passages that we'll read since young. And so always it's been embedded in us that we'll be humble, we'll be, you know, ha- have humility. Now then I have a question. How do you balance that with your own self-development? So, for example, even now at my age, if church asks me, do you want to do this? And I'm like, no, there's always somebody better than I am. <laughs> uh, are you sure? Are you sure you really want to find me? I really am not, might, might not be the best person. I'm sure there's somebody else better than me. And then I always say to God, I'm like, God, if you really want me to do it, then I'm sure you'll get them to come back and ask me. And so... For me, it's worked out that, um, yes, if somebody really wants me to do it, they'll ask me again. But I also recognize that not many children are lucky enough in their lifetime to have so many people ask them, like especially at school, mm-hmm. um, because they will kind of 
the teacher might not have enough attention that they can give to keep asking the same children. Oh, you sure you don't want to give it a try? How do you encourage children to believe in themselves a little bit more? Because even at this age or maybe older, I see it in people, they don't believe in themselves because they are be taught to be humble. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's not so much a question of a religion, but more self-discipline. But I see this passage and it terrifies me because it's, I've always said, oh God, somebody's, I'm going to be so embarrassed if I don't match up to this. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've, I've stayed away from helping too much or being a little bit more present for various things. So yeah. yeah, so the question is how do you balance that in your day-to-day living? Yeah. You get you gave the like the school setting journey. So I leave uh, the 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 answer to Deacon who has been a teacher for so many years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Redirect it. <laughs> How do you balance that? The <laughs> development of self I'm, I'm not the best person to answer this question, actually. No. Okay, let other people speak because, uh, uh, no, I, I'm not a good father as well because uh, <laughs> I, I give them a free hand. I do not, I do not uh, tell them to be humble. I do not tell them whatever until they are old enough to to be on a par to my mentality, then we start talking. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny will also be able to... You are more experienced in in, uh, raising up children than me. (laughs) No, I I think, uh, Jenny, your your question is really... One area is sometimes how the religion, how... (laughs) Because I gave a talk last last, uh, August 15 in the Philippines, in my own parish. And I was uh, telling them how Mary in the Annunciation also tried to respond and even asked the angel, no? The angel, how can this come about? You know, the Annunciation? And this lady, this Filipina lady said, "Uh, sister, you know, in my school days, I studied with the nuns. And this nun, whom I asked uh, one time a question, she told me, you have no right to ask any question. And she was puzzled. <laughs> so, so it came to my mind with your question. I said, so, okay. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, she told me, I have been liberated now with what you're saying, that we can also ask God. You know, I, I told her, I told them, my audience, that, when you read the Psalms, and you will see how many, it's not only uh, the Psalms of trust or uh, Psalms of joy, no. There are also lamentations. They're asking God, yeah. you know, uh, why, Lord, or how long, etc. No, the, the lamentations. So our religion, I guess, needs some. I don't know, Deacon, what to say, but, but our our religion needs also to open up to uh, differences and to help people develop their themselves. Okay, one one thing is uh, the development of self esteem, but then mm. there is also the the reality that sometimes religion gives us too. Uh, how do you call that? A beast, 
uh, with so uh, with uh, looking more on our limitations rather than on our potential. Okay. So yeah, actually, yes, thanks, sister. Yes. Yeah, because actually, recently I've had people, and and several incidents have happened where I've actually had to test my abilities, mm-hmm. and it's through that that I realized, okay, so God has helped me, and actually, I, I actually realized I can go further than I realized, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so I'm not incapable of doing it. I actually can do it, but just over time, I've just been taught to subdue myself to the point where I go I can't do it Mm. but as you say I think yeah if maybe I don't know there's (laughs) there's a podcast on (laughs) self-development yeah 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 the the transcendence you know yeah Deacon yeah once again you know that the Chinese way of thinking yeah is is a guiding principle for me Mm -hmm. um it talks about uh several factors including time. You know, sometimes people are not yet ready, especially children. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some children develop faster, some develop a little bit slower. Sure, yeah. Sooner or later, when their time comes, when their time comes, they will suddenly become very brilliant. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's a difficult thing to... <laughs> to manage in the sense that yes it is an art it is an art most mm. of the time many many parents are over enthusiastic they want to push their the the children grow faster you know starting at a, a very uh, privileged and favorable starting line something like that mm. this is well no because when the right time comes so that, that's why I, I like the uh, Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3. There is a time for everything. Yeah. Mm. Time to live, a time to die. <laughs> there, is <a> time to, <laughs> there is a time for, yes. the, for the child to wake up. Mm-mm. He seems mm. to be not, not doing much. Mm. Actually, deep inside, a lot of things are going on, which for us is a mystery. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I mean <laughs> I my my wife complained that I do not communicate with my with my children. I said I'm sorry. When the time, the right time come, then <laughs> will come. <laughs> the potential will come. No need to force. Okay, so back to our uh struggles with humility. You know, it's very difficult to be humble. Or is it is it easy for you? Some people in the group here would like to say something. <laughs> Derma? <laughs> With your position. Yeah, really, it's not easy, especially in the office. <laughs> yeah. Their voice are high. Your voice should be higher than theirs <laughs> so that they will understand. But we have also learned, learned uh, the the beauty of silence let them talk 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 and then and afterwards then they will try to listen after they have expressed themselves that's mm-hmm. that's how we do it in the office <laughs> we are also learning <laughs> and also also i'm already 3 years here in hong kong but i'm still learning the chinese the chinese i know uh, uh things about uh how to 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 make friends like that 
But you know what I did here, which which makes me very very happy and elated is I take care of the guards in our building because <laughs> they are the only ones I can meet every day. Not all the people in the build who lived in the building. So mm-hmm. I all I I I give them. I just drop some food. I drop especially during the red packet day giving. I give them everything mm-hmm. because they cannot give me back. They cannot mm-hmm. give me, but that's what I want to do. Because if I give this to this to my friends, they will also give me back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do not like to receive something because I know they also need it. So mm-hmm. I just did it to the guard, and that makes me very very happy. Mm-hmm. But what is more shameful for me is when they see me coming in the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt so very special. <laughs> So, so sometimes I just sneak, sneak, and then so that they cannot do something like they can. They will press the elevator for me. They will get the things I carry, something like that. So, so it's it's very uh, very. I am very happy to have to make friends with. Yeah. Uh, I think not only the the cripple, but physically, but those who have less in life, maybe sister. So that's that's how I I. Exercise my humility here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That, that was a, that's a good application, huh? So you are afraid now because they are already reaping the rewards of your <laughs> for loving the the little ones. Yeah. Yes, it's but you see how 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 it works, no? Yes, it's how it works. Yeah. Okay. Thank that's you. Beautiful. <laughs> Anybody else? Janice, Hy, uh, Luz, Joe. <laughs> Any struggle? Maybe you don't have any struggles with humility, <laughs> or maybe, or maybe you do. Anyway, uh, for me, yes. um, I think, um, yeah, um, uh, I think um, this understanding of the passage, especially in the second reading, mm-hmm. um, for me as a mom with young kids, um, it is really an eye opener. Uh, not only when I was reading the passage in Hebrews at chapter 12, mm-hmm. um, the heading of it was warning against rejecting God's grace. And I do agree that grace, the humility is a form of grace, mm-hmm. um, which is given by God. And we do as human beings um, in my days where I used to work, now I'm just a housewife, but I remember, you know, um, rejecting that humility of, you know, um, you know, it's thinking that I'm right and other people are wrong because in I am so-called like a specialist in what I do. But, you know, how ironic it is that when I became a parent, um, you you really have to eat so much humble pie, um, especially like, you know, when your kids are noisy at church and people turn around and look at you and you feel so humiliated and you're like, oh gosh, can you keep quiet? And you can't control that kind of scene or when, you know, you're, kids do something that's embarrassing and then you can't control it. So you really do eat a lot of like uh, humble pie in that sense, like, you know, and you can't get angry then because they're really innocent and you mm-hmm. you, you sometimes know that sometimes their actions are very innocent. But, um, you know, the grace of humility is uh, is something that I think it's always um, a, 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 like a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing I realized uh, learning through that is... Um, uh, being uh, as well obedient um, to God's humility, like why he wants you to go through a certain period of time in your life 
where you are facing certain hardships. I used to, when I wasn't, when I was working at the time, I wasn't very close. I didn't do much Bible study. So I didn't really understand why sometimes when I faced certain difficult situations, I always felt that it was like a rock in front of my face and it's blocking my way, you know, and I'm just trying to like move away. But now that I'm older and as a mom and, you know, I go through Bible study and I really understand, I realize that it's God's way of telling me to step on the stone so that I can see a higher view. You know what I mean? But it is true that acceptance of the humility and the obedience to say, yes, God, I will do it your way. That, you know, for me, um, I guess it, it really relieves me in, in, in the troubles that I, I go through. Um, yeah, so um, it is always constantly an eye-opener, um, you know, reading the Bible and how it really applies um, at least for me to to my life and why certain situations happen. So yeah, beautiful. Thank you, Janice. So the the image of from stumbling block to stepping stones, beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Responsorial Sam, God, in your goodness, you have made a home, a home for the poor. The just rejoice and exult before a God. They are glad and rejoice. Sing to God, chant praise to his name, whose name is the Lord. The father of orphans and the defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. God gives a home to the forsaken. He leads forth prisoners to prosperity. A bountiful rain you shower down, O God, upon your inheritance you restore the land when it languished. Your flock settled in it. In your goodness, O God, you provided it for the needy. God, in your goodness, you have made a home, a home for the poor. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the almighty and merciful God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to OLMC Sunday Best. Please join us again next week for another episode. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone.